Welcome back. My Believe Podcast, a podcast focused on beating the hell out of your negative voice. And right now, if you're listening, if you're watching through this episode, my negative voice, my mind bully is loud and that hope pumping. God damn. And the reason is this. I left my SD card in Dallas, Texas. And it probably doesn't mean anything to you. But if you're listening and watching, it's a different setup. Obviously, there's like some brown doors behind me with a little white paper on it. And usually when it has like the rates of the hotel, it's a hotel. FYI, it's a hotel. I'm in a hotel. And I'm in a hotel in a different country, in a seas, in a national boy. Young man. <laughs> That's how I do it. I'm in Toronto. And those that know me know that I love Toronto. And for more reasons than one. One being, ooh, man, them ladies look so good. Ooh-wee. They and one of a kind here. And like I say on here a lot, I'm, I'm in the mode for a lady. But I say that I'm kind of like pissed, not pissed, but my mind bleeds pumping because when you lose your SD card and you don't bring, you know, the mechanism to do a podcast, to do something of value, to speak on here, valuable in a way that, you know, touches people's lives. You're like, damn it. Like, what am I going to do next? Like, I literally woke up this morning. I'm like, okay. Part of me, I want to go on a vacation and experience life. But part of me knows that my SD card's in Dallas. So I should probably go somewhere, find a nice setup, get an SD card and do the episode. But then the other part of me is like, bro, like just live. Like you'll figure it out down the line. I end up walking in, running into some people that I know that I'm familiar with. One of them is in here, but he doesn't want to be on the camera. But and then things took a toll that way. And then I come back and I'm like, wait, um, this is a pause between when I was out earlier and I'm probably going to go out after this. And so I was like, OK, I should do the pod. But I don't know. Thinking about it, it's just life, though. And in life, there's a lot of challenges that we might have. If you're listening, if you're watching, there's times that. You want to produce something. And you want to do something in the way that you only see in your own perspective that this is the best way it can be done. And life happens, life hits, and there's another avenue, another way to go about it. And in these times, it's the times to dig in our heels. It's my time to dig in my heels and go at it because courage is not the absence of fear. It's not the absence of, oh man, like, damn, what am I going to sound like? What am I going to do? What it? What if I don't say the right things? That's not courageous of me just stand there. There's always fear, but courage is pushing past that fear and doing it. So that's why I'm doing it. Hello. If you see my big black fauna and you bless, cause that's, that's why I'm here. But I don't know. It's just, it's funny because it's great to be in a different environment and to have a pause. I feel like this summer has been a rapid summer for the kid. <laughs> I went to LA twice in June. I went to Las Vegas, July. I went to Lubbock in July. I went back to Lubbock this week and I'm in Toronto. So I, I've been everywhere. I went to Charlotte for my boy's wedding. Like I've been doing a lot. And there's a lot of times where in our lives, we're either working so much, nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. And then weekends, we have our little turn up. Then nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. We don't have that real time to be introspective, to stop, to halt and to chill and to actually think and be in hone with our own feelings, with our own thoughts, to understand where we're at. And to be honest, I don't think I have. I don't think I've understood where I'm at. 
I went to Lubbock and those that know, I've been talking about this for a long time. I have an opportunity to actually make a staple and do something different with Texas Tech and think of a whole plan to help the student athlete, help the athlete, help the student and help our stakeholders, help everyone in Texas Tech. Long story short, if I don't articulate myself in the perfect way, who cares? That's who I am. Anyways, but I care about that opportunity so much that I was really working to build and to make sure I knew what I was talking about. So when I'm sitting there with an AD and a communications AD, I can, you know, articulate that and say it. And whenever I go into a place like that, I always think, okay, if you want to change something for an organization, if you want to change the communication and, and to make it, you know, something that our people can speak to, because a lot of times in college athletics, the way that you're spoken to the community building aspect of it, it's kind of stale and it's just like a poster of come to our game, but you don't actually see why we should come to your game. Like, I don't even know the story behind the Jersey. Like, why would I come to this athlete's game just because he's on my favorite team? Like, I feel like in college sports, they don't actually open the door to the athlete's life. I feel like on this pod and what I've been able to learn. And I said that in there through my anecdotal experiences, I know that vulnerability is connection. What is vulnerability? It's emotional exposure, like saying how you feel. It's uncertainty. Oh, I feel uncertain about this or that way. And it's risk. And I was like, I, t- I told him in there, I said, uh, why do we love sports? You know, you try to, you try to be smart, but like not an asshole, but like in a different way. I said, why do we love sports? We love sports because it has those three elements, emotional exposure. There's risk involved. There's uncertainty. Like, I don't know if my favorite player is going to play well. I don't know if it's going to make for a winning team, a winning product. Like we're tied to that. And basically I was like, how do we leverage these stories to showcase our brand, communicate who we are? We say we're fearless champions, fearless champions. We always say that for years, typical tech saying. But are we fearless in the way we communicate? Are there other voices being championed, being shined, being, you know, put on the forefront for everybody to see right now in my age group to 25 to 35, they leave tech. They say, Arriva Ducci deuces up and they never come back. Why? For me, it's it's a specific time where with NIL, with conference realignment, there's a time for a new stage to be set a new big 12 top hierarchy why aren't we on there and even if you're not into college athletics even if you're not into this whole thing I feel like it's a tie because when you want to be the best at something and when you say I'm a winner in your job you're a winner and you're grinding how can you be a winner if you're not winning in every facet we're not winning on the court we're not winning in the way we communicate we're not winning in the way we connect the family the community that's all important. And when I talk to other people that used to work at a Texas tech and they have different experiences now and they left and they're having a better time where they're at now, I have a problem with that because for me, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not for lack of better words, selfish. And I can have a big perspective of where I went to school. Yeah. I have the rose colored goggles on. Yeah. I love it. But like, let me step out and see it from a different lens, somebody else's filter and be like, okay, how do they experience my school? When somebody tells me or a teammate, they didn't really like the area, the city. I want to know why they didn't like it. And I know one part of the reason is the community aspect. There's a lot of ways 
I'm getting passionate. There's a lot of ways at Texas Tech we can improve the way we communicate how we're fearless, tell a background story of where I was. I know in college, I faced so many different trials. I broke one foot, broke another foot. I lost family members. If there was people, and I'm, I'm actually pitching like a podcast for to start, but I'm actually pitching like a whole different way of communicating with our media team there. Because I know that every form of media, you look at ESPN, and I'm, this is a different podcast, who cares? Every form of media, look at ESPN, they lay off a bunch of people. Why do they lay off a bunch of people just because they're losing money or the next wave of entertainment? You look at a Pat McAfee, why is he getting signed and everybody else is getting cut? It's because of the way he communicates. There's a new style that people want. I said, while there's an appetite for this, we need to be on guard. Why do you, you think it's just coincidental that everybody has player led podcasts? No, it's a thing. Like this is the appetite. This is what people want. How do we do it in a way that, okay, we're relevant, but we're impactful with the way we communicate. If you've ever listened to the mind belief podcast, you ever seen and see me on here with a guest, you know, it's a different kind of feel, not because Norris is just the man. No, it's because I do believe that God gave me a trait to speak to people and to reach out to people and actually care about their stories. And that I do it in a way that showcases the light in them. I hold up mirrors to say, okay, if you're on this podcast, like there's greatness inside of you. I'm going to show X, Y, Z of why. And there's a way to do it all encompassing, all encompassing and seeing who the person is. So how can we do that for student athletes that are getting paid? We can leverage the community, leverage our alumni and, and build a system to where it's a real family. That's what I want to bring to our school. And I know that every time you step into a room and you don't have a model of somebody that's did it before you, like I was reading, listening to all everything, college sports, all everything law and ways that it wouldn't work. Cause I, I wanted to know, like, if they tell me, no, I'm like, aha, I know why it'll work. Like there's no model when you don't see a model. If you're watching, if you're listening, if you don't see a model or someone or something that you want to get to, like there's a level that you want to get to that you can't even see yet. There's no tie for you to get there. It's the fear that you have, the mind belief saying, oh, well, it's never been done. You can't do it. <laughs> Why are you even trying to do it? What is your business of even opening your black eyes, black eyes, brown eyes, opening your eyes and trying to step in that direction when you don't know which way to go? It's to push past that voice. It's to push past with your preparation, one, but it's to push past with what you say to yourself. I could have been easy and said, oh, shit, well, well, <laughs> count me out. Nobody's ever done this before. Who am I? I'm a black brother from uh, Dallas, Texas. Hey, you talking about? Why would they even care about what I have to say? Yes, I'm privileged to build up social capital, whatever. They love me, but doesn't mean they'll love me in this setting. Doesn't mean they'll love me championing their brand. There's so many times we want to do great things and different things in our life. And there might be a thought that pops up in our head and it doesn't like ever raise to the level of our awareness for us to say it. It doesn't ever get to that point because of the voice and the battle that you have within that story that you're telling yourself about why you can't do it, why it won't work. <laughs> it's a story and it's the negative story. It's a false narrative and it's not the truth. And a lot of times you sit in that truth. And it's so tough because a lot of people, 
they'll see you. And they don't even see that in you. They tell you all the great things about you. They show up. They hold up mirrors to who you are. You're probably surrounded by good people, but you can't unsee that story in your head. What are the steps to unsee that, to stop listening to that? For me, it's aggression. I don't play with my thoughts. If I have a negative thought, I'm not going to sit here and be like, damn, bro, like I'm sitting in it. Shit, no. Uh, Sometimes, literally, I've done this before. I point to the left. If you're watching, it's probably to your right. It's a mirror, whatever. I point whatever direction this is. If you're listening, I'm pointing my finger to the left. And I stand in the mirror and I say, like, I talk to myself why I can do what I want to do, while I will do what I want to do, that the negative voice, who cares? I expose it. I don't care if anybody's watching. I'll do it in public. I don't care if nobody even cares what I'm saying. I know it's beneficial to say the things that you're thinking in your head. Because once you say it, it's separated and you realize, wait, oh shit, that's not me. I can face it. I can fight it and I can fend the voice off. And when you speak your life, I always say this, words, created everything around us. When you speak words into this life, that's how you create your life and you create your future. And, and for me, okay, Norrence, put your phone on silent. This is the second one. Shout out Walt, man. Walt, if you ever watch this episode, you interrupted my episode with like hitting me up twice. But anyways, I forgot my train of thought, but you guys that know me know that this is how I go. But I get passionate about the words that you say to yourself. Even from the smallest thing, oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at talking to women. I'm not good at playing the sport. And I say talking to women because I was just out. I didn't really talk to a lot, but man, I, I love, I, I always say this. My friends hate me when I say, I like to flirt. I'm a flirt, man. I ain't gonna lie. Why not? Pretty guy, pretty women. Life is, why not? Flirt. Try things out. And so like, there's a lot of gentlemen. If you go out, there's a lot of people that won't say something to somebody because they feel like, oh, I'm gonna look stupid. or that girl wouldn't like me. Why would she? But it's almost, it's not almost, it's hurting yourself when you don't even try. It's so tough. Like logically, you know that if I don't approach this girl, I'll never get the girl. So I should probably approach this girl if I want to get the girl. But in your head, you're like, well, uh, she won't like me or there's something to lose or, and you will never even get there knowing that if I leave this place two hours from now. I would think, damn, I should approach that girl. Why don't you approach the girl? It, it's, it sounds so stupid and little. And see the words, let me catch myself right now. It don't sound stupid. It, it, it sounds what it sounds because I said it. But it sounds so, in a way, small. But even the small thoughts that we have are so important. Because the small thoughts, they chip away at your confidence. They, they work. <laughs> they work to chip, to chip, to chip. And that you look back at your life, you're like, damn, like I don't have any confidence. Where did that come from? And you can't pinpoint the story. But you pinpoint the stories. They're stories. It's plural. It's the little things that you've been saying to yourself over and over and over. And you're trained in that. And that's the only thought that you listen to. And all it takes is a shift in perspective. You look at your life through a different filter. I'm like, damn. Shit, she told me I'm fine. Shit, I am fine. And you start thinking like, damn, I'm beautiful. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Nobody can touch the kid. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. The head, not the tail. You walk with your chest up. You, you sing in his praises and, and you see your life through that lens. And you start to see the evidence of that. But it starts with a single thought. Everything is intentional. Hopefully the stream didn't stop. Um, 
going because it just said a message on the thing. I got cotton mouth as I go. Um, dude, it's still going. I like that. Look at the kid. Oh, anyways, I don't know, bro. I just, I just know what you say to yourself is so impactful and it changes obviously your countenance, the way you show up, but it changes your life and it changes the way people look at you and it changes your future, the way you show up, your reputation, what you say changes it. And how do we go about the little things, changing the little ways, the honestly, the level of our awareness, it's not even up to the par. It's below the level of our awareness. We don't even know what we don't know about ourselves. How do we change it? It's about sitting there, listening to ourselves, documenting every thought. This week, I felt sad, 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 sad. If you look back on your life, okay, I felt sad four out of five days. Why? And when you can start unpacking the little stories, the negative stories you tell yourself in a day, that's where change comes. (laughs) It's like we think it's brain rocket science. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Well, stop. Pause with your uh, glass. And see why you're overwhelmed. Man, there's a lot of different ways like I like to communicate because, you know, in life, sometimes you need tough. Sometimes you need rough. And sometimes you need that soft stuff. I don't feel like there's no soft bone in my body right now because I I just know that saying it in a cute and comfortable way does not spark change. Sometimes you need like, nigga, get up and do something about it. You feel a way, do something about it. Like a lot of us, we think that, oh, somebody saved me. I'm going to that friend and that friend and sedating themselves with a drug or a liquor. Yeah, have your little fun. I'm just having fun. And you're just prolonging the experience that you need to have. Like, let me sit down with myself and figure out what I'm going through. What did I talk to? I talked to a friend this weekend as I as I try to think it back. Let me I went to a wedding in Charlotte. Shout out Jalen Sims. He got married to his beautiful wife, Joy. Shout out them. And literally, I went there on at like 8 a.m. from Dallas, traveled to Charlotte for it wasn't a four hour trip, but it felt like it in 27 D with scrunch in between two (laughs) sizable people. Anyways, I got to Charlotte. Went to the wedding and I was able to meet a lot of different people, obviously, that I don't know. And I like that. I just told my friend over here. I like going to a city where I know no one. Like, I like it. It's just like, ooh, what's up? Like, you're a different person. Anyways, I don't know why I said that because I got to this wedding and I knew some people. So throw that in the window. Anyways, I'm saying we had a conversation and it's, I think I was talking to a friend and he was, he was saying that his girl's best friend said she coming here to this wedding and she's not in the mood for no guy. She don't want no guy because obviously her past relationship and she's saying all guys want from me is sex. All they want from me is like to do their dishes, to cook them, like to be a caregiver and to do that. And she's like, I'm done. I'm done with them. And I say this and I bring this up only because there's always these stories that we tell ourselves from the examples of our past. Yeah, we have the evidence from a past that we tell ourselves and that we live in. And his parents, the guy's parents, he actually showed up and I talked to him and he comes from a quote unquote broken home. And 
Long story short, he didn't have the example. And that's why that guy's like that. And I say that because she's now the product of that, or she's not the benefit, but she, she's, she got something from the wrong end of that. Basically like, okay, he knew bad. He lived in bad. He did bad to her. Now she has bad. She lives bad. She does bad to the next person. And I was like, wait, while we're talking, she has a choice. And that's like all of us, what they say in a beautiful way to tie all this up, hurt people, hurt people. And it's on us to stop while we're hurt, while we're in the pain, while we're in all of the negative emotions and say, why do I feel this way? What do I want in my next relationship? What do I want in my next friendship? How is that going to make me a better person? And how can I give that to myself first? I can't love somebody else if I just came from a relationship and they took, 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 took. And now I'm like, damn, like I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Obviously, I know I'm not supposed to be treated like that, but I don't feel like I'm not up to par because they've been taken and they've been saying. And there's a lot of times when you know you're enough at first and this person says something like, damn, you always say that. Or you always like, why you like you start? Wait, am I tripping? Am I? You start taking some of that on. And even after you make a awareness that uh, you have the awareness to make a great decision to <laughs> go right and leave that relationship, you're still sitting with the baggage of everything they said to you and everything they did to you. And then you sit with that, knowing that, okay, I need some time away. I got some soul searching. I got to look and find out who I am again. Instead of that, you're hurt, you're broken, and you try to hurt somebody else. She said, I'm not into another relationship, but she's going to find a person. Hopefully not. But like those people that say those things, and I've been there, you find a person that also, yeah, that's true about guys. That's true about girls. Like we're hurt. We're both hurt. And we find a connection. And because we find a connection, that ends up being a relationship. And it ends up hurting each other again. And so now the negative thought, the negative experience that you have, it's duplicating itself because you didn't ever have the time to pause. And just sit in actually what you ever went through. If you're listening, if you're watching, if it didn't make sense, who cares? <laughs> Somebody giving it to me and it ain't the kid. I obviously say I'm an open vessel of the Lord. And he, he speaks to me in different ways. If, if it don't make sense, it ain't for you. Bye. Toodaloo. Anyways, I just know that everything's intentional. And even if you're in a different country without your SD card, it's time to pause. It's time to wait. It's time to sit in your thoughts and to expose your thoughts to things that come to your head because it's a benefit of exposing them constantly. You gain confidence in who you are. You understand that these negative thoughts are not me. You can face it, you can fight it, and you can fend it off with the words that you say. There's a power in what you say to yourself. So when you wake up, if you don't take nothing for this, if you wake up in the morning, you flutter your little eyes, them little, uh, the little mucus that you got in your eyes, yeah, get that out. <laughs> Drink you some water because your breath probably hot. I don't know why drinking water will make your breath hot. Go, go brush your teeth. <laughs> but when you look in that mirror, you speak life to your life because it's impactful when you hear yourself talk about yourself in a positive light. And I think that's, um, that's all I got today because, uh, yeah, I said something about water. <laughs> and 
as you ramble for like 20 minutes on end and you get a little parched. So my belief podcast, obviously in a different setup and a different kind of frame, I'm interested and I'm happy to see how this looks on the back end. If it looks terrible, Hey, life, sometimes in your life, one out of 365, it wasn't all glamorous. Okay. So this is realistic. Anyways. Bye. Hey, Genix, you going off?